and welcome to Leadership Factory, where we are building leaders on purpose. I'm Cole Phillips, and I'm excited today to do something a little different than we've been doing. We're going to take a detour and talk today about how to avoid the summer slump in your ministry and in your church. You know, every church leader knows that summer is the absolute worst time of the year to grow your church, right? People are out on vacation. There's lots of things to do outside. The sun is shining. You can go swimming. You can go to the beach. And probably the best thing that you can hope to do is just hunker down and hold on to what you got and hope you survive until school starts back again in the fall, right? Wrong. Actually, (laughs) I believe that is not the right approach. Yes, people go on vacation, and hopefully you will go on a vacation too. You probably need one more than anybody else. But back in 2004, I launched the Connection Church, and ever since then, we have leveraged our summer months as a time and a way to grow our church. And it's been very effective. We started with just me and my wife, Pam, and my two daughters, Mackenzie and Bethany, who were four and six years old at the time. And today we have over 1,300 people who regularly attend our church every week. So I want to tell you some of the ways we've been able to turn the summer into a jump instead of a slump. First, you got to make some summer growth decisions, and it really all starts as a mindset and an attitude of growth. I think we can talk all day long about strategy and still not grow because the key starts with making four important decisions. And the first decision is this, decide that your church should grow. That may seem like a no-brainer, but I've found that not everybody believes this. I mean, do you really think your church should grow or your ministry should grow? Some people might say, well, maybe we're just the right size, or maybe smaller is better, or we should just get to a certain size and just sort of stay there. Well, first I would say that's not even possible, because the moment you start to plateau or coast, that's when you start to die. If you've ever seen a body of stagnant water, you know pretty soon it gets pretty nasty, And that's what happens to a church when it stays stagnant. They usually turn inward and they start to smell a little funky. Why should your church or your ministry grow? Well, Jesus gave us the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. He said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is called the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. And so deciding that your ministry will grow is really choosing simply to be obedient and do what Jesus says to do. We should be intentional about reaching as many people as we can as quickly as we can. Things that are alive naturally grow. Things that are healthy naturally grow grow. So it starts with that first decision that your church or your ministry should grow. And then second, decide that it can grow. Decide your church or your ministry can grow. And sometimes it's easy to get discouraged and give up on the idea that growth is possible. Sometimes this happens because we're placing too much 
emphasis on what we can do instead of what God can do. 1 Corinthians 3, 7 says it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. See, God will grow your ministry because that's his heart. That's his desire. What we usually need to do is figure out what is keeping us from growing. What barriers can we remove so that our church can naturally grow? Remember, it's not you that grows the church, but that's something God does when we are faithful to plant the seeds and water the seeds. We get to work the field, but God is the one who brings the growth. And then third, the third decision is this. Decide that you want your church to grow or your ministry to grow. And one of the most important decisions you'll ever make is deciding that you really desperately, passionately want to see growth happen. When you really want it to happen, it will help you push through all the obstacles and all the challenges and barriers that you'll face as you take some growth steps. Here's what Paul said in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He said, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. So that's just a question I think we need to ask ourselves. How badly do we want to see this? Is it our our passion? Does it keep us uh, moving forward and making the hard decisions and the, and the difficult decisions to see growth happen and people reached for Jesus. And then the fourth decision is this, decide that your church or your ministry will grow. This is a conviction decision. It's when you get to the point that you say, I'm willing to give everything that I've got for this. And here's the deal. All the strategies that you may come up with will do you absolutely no good if you don't have this core conviction in your life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, Paul talks about how he is compelled to reach people for Christ. It's a hunger that you have in your heart to see lives changed. He said, yet preaching the good news is not something I can boast about. I'm compelled by God to do it. How terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. And so it's a decision that you make that you're ministry and your church will grow. And I just want to say, as much as we make all of these decisions, um, that you've got to stay balanced and you've got to stay healthy. Um, And I want us to talk about what that looks like. What does the summer growth look like? You know, people are out on vacation. They're in and out. And that's okay. But many new people will also be coming into your community. Many new people will be open to coming and experiencing what's going on at your church. I want to just encourage you, though, as a leader, that if you can take some time off during the summer, you should, uh, because people are in and out, and this may be an opportunity for you to allow some other people to step up and have some leadership during the summer, and that will help them, that will help strengthen your team, so um, you don't have to always be on. And it's okay for you to get away. And when you get away, I would just encourage you, really get away. And don't make it a working trip, but make it an enjoyable, restful time with your family. Consistent attendance will happen in the fall. During the summer, sometimes if you can simply maintain 
a consistent attendance, and you're not necessarily seeing the growth in the summer, but you're having people come in and come out all summer long, then when everybody comes back in the fall, you're going to see a great jump in your church and in your ministry and in your attendance. So let's talk about some ways we can see this happen. Here's some summer growth strategies. The first one is this, reach out during the summer. Um, a lot of times we focus all of our attention on Easter in the spring and Mother's Day. There are also some great growth opportunities during the summer, but the strategy has to be changed and tweaked a little when it comes to these summer months. One of the things that we say is small tweaks will lead to big peaks. You know, summer is the time of the year when most people are moving. If they're going to move to a new community, they move between school years. I've found that people are most open to spiritual help from God during two specific times in their life. That is when they are under tension and when they are in transition. And when you're moving into a new community, you have both. You've got tension and you've got transition. It's hard to move and people are looking for new relationships and new friends. So when people move in, that's when they're very open to checking out a new church. Whether or not they were involved in a church before, they may be open now. And so as people move into your community, you're going to want to make sure that they are aware that you are there and that you care, okay? Not only are you open to them coming and checking out your ministry or your church, you actually are wanting them to come, and you're actually expecting them to come. At the Connection Church, we are a family expecting guests every week, and we're looking forward to seeing new faces and meeting new people. And one of the ways we've done this, of course, uh, I believe direct mail is still effective, and so a direct mailer during the summer can actually stand out more than those direct mailers that are sent out at Easter, because every all churches are doing it at Easter. During the summer, it's a little different. And so that's an idea that we've used. And then another great way to promote today is through social media. And it's very inexpensive. It's very effective uh, on platforms like Facebook and Instagram. And you can that way encourage your people, the people involved in your ministry, to partner with you. And, and you mobilize people to help get the word out. We just had a uh, growth track class this past week, and I asked all the people in the growth track class, how did you find out about the Connection Church? And every single one of them said, someone invited me. And so the personal invitation is uh, just the most effective. It cannot be beat when you encourage people, you remind them that they can invite, they can invest, and that their lives can make a difference in others' lives. So reach out during the summer, be intentional about that, and then also have fun during the summer. Summer is a great time to do things a little differently and have fun with your outreach. With more people hanging out outside, that's a great time to have off-site events. And so during the summer, we love to go down to the river for river baptism. People really look forward to that, and it's one of the most anticipated events that we have all year. When people are going public with their faith, uh, it's really public, and people enjoy the, the idea of being baptized in the river, and so it really helps um, raise the number of baptisms in your church, and it raises a lot of interest as people 
get to see new believers take the plunge and take that first step of obedience. And uh, what we do as a church is our groups, we call them connection groups, they begin to slow down during the summer, uh, but they also have some activities, some fun activities where they all get together at the park for an afternoon of volleyball and kickball, grilling out and, and all that uh, fun stuff. So, so make sure that your groups are staying in touch over the summer. They're doing some things differently as well when it comes to reaching out. So have fun with what you do during the summer and then also serve during the summer. The summer is a great time because people, you know, are off work some, uh, people are, uh, kids are out of school. And so it's a great time for community events. Usually there are some 4th of July events and, and other events that are community events that your church can have a presence at and do some outreach at. It's also a great time for mission work. And the work that your church does in missions is actually a way to, uh, to increase the evangelistic temperature in your church. Every year as a church, we have done something called Mega Sports Camp. And it's just a simple program that involves both uh, teaching sports skills and also character. And so we mobilize our entire church to do Mega Sports Camp. And it's one of the ways that we're able to reach out into our community through Mega Sports Camp. We see many, many decisions for Christ through our Mega Sports Camp as well. And then as we wrap up the summer, we start to do a school supply drive to make sure that all the kids in our area are going back to school with the needed school supplies. It's a way we can really show our love and our care for our community. So those are just some ways that you can serve during the summer and you can be creative with that as well. And then uh, I would say stay focused and consistent during the summer with your messages and your services. You need to continue uh, having the same great uh, planned creative services during the summer that you do during the rest of the year. And, uh, and so, you know, as we have done this for every summer that, that we've been in existence, we do something we call God on Film. And a lot of churches are doing this. They're calling it uh, at the movies, different ways that they can go about it. But summer blockbusters are a huge part of the summer. Jesus, when he taught, he used parables. He used stories to teach timeless truths. And I believe movies are modern-day parables. And as we use these movies, we're not attempting to try to endorse the movie. We're just attempting to draw some of the parallels to God's Word, and really we're, we're teaching the Bible, but we're using the platform of the movies to, uh, to as a hook to, to connect with people that are already very interested. I love the movies because, you know, Hollywood is spending millions of dollars in advertising, and we get to sort of um, uh, leverage that and that interest in order to fulfill the mission that God has given us to see lives changed. So, so I want to give you uh, five reasons to consider doing a movie series during the summer or why we do it. If you're listening and you're from uh, our church family, the first reason we do it is because uh, it, this is tested. We have tested it and we've seen uh, a lot of excitement and growth during the summer. And then second, the, the biggest movies, the biggest blockbusters of the year are released during the summer. So there's a lot of excitement around that. Third, uh, leverage 
you're leveraging the um, millions of marketing dollars that Hollywood pours into the new releases. They're advertising big time, and that creates some interest for your message as well. Then the fourth reason is because it allows you to teach different topics that you need to address during the summer. Topics like and, and uh, teaching like uh, stewardship and giving, uh, community, relationships, evangelism, serving, uh, spiritual disciplines, even marriage. You find a good uh, chick flick on uh, relationships and marriage, and it gives you a good opportunity to talk about that. And, and so since people are in and out all summer long, you can do a series that you're not necessarily building from one week to the next. Uh, you don't have to be there the previous week to understand what's going on this week. And so that's one of the reasons that a summer blockbuster series works so well. And then the fifth reason to, that we do this is because it gets people talking and buzzing about what's happening at your services. We like to have a lot of fun with uh, with it. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, the ten, top 10 ways to make the most of this series during the summer. And the first, the first way is to promote, promote, promote. You can have the greatest thing going if nobody knows about it, then it won't do you any good. And so leverage um, invite cards, like I said, for personal invitation. We use business size cards. Sometimes we use postcards for that. Leverage social media. And sometimes we resist doing a lot of marketing. One, because we think of marketing as an evil term. I like to think of it as evangelism. Uh, it is an investment. It's not an expense, but it's an investment in, in lives changed. I love to say this, that the resources are, are found in the harvest. And so the resources to do the ministry that you're called to do are found in the people that we reach for Christ. And I know that some of the best people that are going to make the greatest impact for God's kingdom haven't even started coming to our church yet, but they're still to come when we reach them. And then the second way to make the most of a movie series during the summer is to plan some fun group events around the movies. Maybe consider promoting a specific movie that you can invite everyone to go and see. Use that as an outreach opportunity to invite friends as well. And then third, use movie clips as illustrations. Uh, maybe you can even use some from the previous versions if they're sequels or they're remakes. The others are... Uh, are available. Uh, you can get those from wingclips.com or using the CVLI license or the MPLC license. However, I do want to caution you, make sure you're not taking your iPhone into the movies to film. That is a bad idea, and I believe it's also very illegal. So, so don't do that to get your movie clips. Uh, fourth, uh, serve some movie theater snacks for free. At the Connection Church, we serve soda and popcorn, and the, the, the reason it's so effective is because that, that smell, that aroma, as you walk into the lobby, it reminds you of the uh, movie theater, and so that's a lot of fun as well. It is a little messy, and so we have to make sure we're staying on top of that and cleaning it up, but, uh, but it is fun. And then fifth, uh, visit your local theater to borrow some movie posters. Sometimes if you uh, work with your movie theater, they will allow you to use those as promotional pieces or as decorations. Sixth, 
uh, send first-time guests free movie tickets. We like to really honor our first-time guests and collect their information so that we can follow up with them. And then one of the things that we do is we say thank you for being here. We give them a free movie ticket that they can go and enjoy that with their family. And you better believe they appreciate that and are thankful that you're honoring them in that unexpected way. And then seventh, uh, you you can send the people who invite guests free movie tickets as thanks. What is rewarded is repeated. And so when you thank them unexpectedly for inviting someone, uh, they're going to be excited about doing that again. Not that they're inviting people to receive a reward, but the reward reinforces that positive behavior in their lives. And then eighth, um, have the movie characters visit your service, either in the lobby or on stage. Sometimes we'll use uh, people in costumes during our welcome time, our host time, or for photo ops during uh, the lobby time between services, if it's a uh, superhero movie, or uh, we've used all kinds of uh, guests who are dressed in costume, and that creates some buzz and good photo ops for social media as well. And then um, then ninth, I have a red carpet area for those social media pictures with a backdrop that you can use to, to capture those moments. And, and it lets the community know of something fun that's happening, something exciting that's happening at your church. And then the 10th uh, strategy and way, way to leverage the movies is whatever movie you're doing, you may use a song from the movie in your service. That's a way to, to have some more fun with it, and perhaps that'll even tie in with your message. So those are some top 10 ideas. If you have any more ideas of how you can leverage those, or if you have any questions, let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. And I want to encourage you to go ahead, if this has been helpful to you, to subscribe. That way you won't miss any of the exciting lessons on leadership through Leadership Factory, and then also promote it and let your friends know so that we can expand our influence and expand our leadership. One thing I know about you, because you're listening to Leadership Factory, is that you are a leader. So uh, I want to encourage you to be a great one, and I look forward to seeing you and talking with you soon. 